Welcome to another episode of Firsties with me, Ross, and Reba over here. Hi. Um, this week we're covering two more episodes of Pete and Pete. All right. <laughs> Again. Yay! <laughs> so yeah, the first one's Range Boy. So did you remember this one from uh, yes. your childhood? You I did remember this, remember this well? one, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still didn't remember Endless Mike. Endless yeah. Mike was a, like, I don't know, maybe I just blocked him out because he was a bully. Yeah. Um... <laughs> You just block out things that are unpleasant. I do. I do. Aw. It's how I stay so happy, honey. Okay. That's the price of optimism. (laughs) (laughs) Just ignore everything else. So this one's kind of about the shame of degrading summer jobs a little bit. Right. As well as, like, preserving feelings, I think. Yeah. At least especially with, like, the relationship of his, with his dad. Yeah, to a degree. He didn't want his dad to feel like he was, dim- or that Pete was being diminished <laughs> by what yeah. he's doing, kind of. And yeah. Yeah. But Pete really hates the idea of being a range boy. I know. <laughs> he says uh, they're the lowest form of life on the planet. Even uh, even amoebas look down on them. <laughs> he's doesn't like it. But <laughs> I like yes. some of the ideas of the bear coming up over and over right. again. And like Pete really I mean... respects bears, apparently. <laughs> Which to me is just an an odd interjection. I mean, I still don't know where exactly they are. Yeah. In in the U.S. I thought they said so at some point, but I don't, I don't really remember that well. Yeah, they're in a place where there used to be bears. Yeah. And then they were became driven out. In, yeah, like it's you know the mighty bear is still a part of of the area because that's the rain name of the range. Yeah, and, and, like, it's their mascot and stuff, like, so it makes sense from a business perspective why there would be a bear at this golf range. Right. Even if Pete really just did it because he's hiding his identity. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, um... Uh, this is our first insight into what their dad does for a living, kind of. That's, that's what I put down, too. Yeah. Like... They haven't ever mentioned it, really. Right, but if it's only like a, and they kept mentioning it's only the job's only a month long. Yeah. So they close the range after a month. That's is true. That, like what, yeah, I don't know. I have no what idea. Is, yeah, what's going on there? You know, his hobby is kind of, but we don't really know what he does. Yeah. Other than yeah, I guess. Yeah, and I tried to I tried to look it up too to see if anybody else <laughs> had no like knew, and I I got nothing. Yeah. I don't know. That is kind of a weird thing to have as like a summer, or like if you own that, right? Because they say they own that golf range. So like, it kind of puts them in a different perspective too, or at least it would if this were like the real world in any way. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, they've got to be fairly well off if they own this like plot of land that they only use one month a year. Right. Like that's, you know, maybe, maybe he's old money, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, only rich kids get to have their own superhero. And <laughs> I mean, really, that's it's all leading to that. Yeah, I don't know, um, but yeah, I yeah. like the way they set up all this stuff with Pete, uh, and well, you know, like you, the previous range boy, you don't even want to talk about right. because uh, Norman Head Cheese Scrumpkin, yeah, uh, had to get plastic surgery and change his identity. Right, he moved like he had to completely relocate, and yeah. <laughs> I, I like how they throw in, like, little nicknames for almost everybody, even if it yeah. doesn't matter. Like, yeah. there's no reason why the previous kid needed the nickname Head Cheese. I thought, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just 
random. Like, maybe, you know. It's funny. It's just how they knew him. I mean, I, it's, it's interest, it'd be interesting to see why he was named Head Cheese. Yeah, but that's a whole other story. It's, yeah. This is a story about this particular range boy or the yes. Pete's experience, so you never know if you'll ever hear about that. Mm-mm. That was funny that there are hunters, like, just inexplicably around that area. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, it's legal it, there that you right. can just hunt right next to a golf uh, range. Right, and how, <laughs> like, it's supposed to be a summer job. Who's hunting in the summer? <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody hunts in the summer. I guess. I don't know enough about hunting, but I guess fall, right, is yeah, usually kind of like, hunting season. Well, because spring is the spring is the mating season, so that's when all the babies are born. Gotcha, and then so there's overpopulation. To, and, yeah. All right. Like, by the, you have to let them grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, you end up making bears extinct. Exactly. So maybe it maybe makes sense. And, yeah. Yeah. That could make sense. <laughs> In Wellsville, they uh, yeah. just indiscriminately hunt everywhere. Right. We just haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think my favorite part of this episode was Artie and Clark. Yes, I loved Artie and Clark. I um, I loved the the. Yeah. Um, so Clark quote. is the turtle. Yes. He gets amnesia because of Artie's powerful uh, swing. Yes. But yeah, I, I wrote down a lot of the quotes because I just, I loved his conversations with I... Clark and their history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Clark, tell the boy about Paris. You, me, Hemingway, the shiny tugboat. <laughs> he, yeah. uh, uh, like, uh, it keeps opening up because, yeah, the next, so there is like, Hemingway? Is that, like, Ernest Hemingway? Right. And then, yeah, next time it's like, an escaping to Dusseldorf in a bobsled, Hemingway driving, you in the middle, and Gertrude Stein breaking in the back. <laughs> like, they all have these little adventures yeah. together. Yeah. Artie knows all these people. So they're all, they've got to be roughly the same age. It's a really old turtle. <laughs> right. I mean, well, I mean, turtles can live. Tortoises can live really long. I don't know about turtles. Maybe I would have I to know. research the lifespan of a turtle to really <laughs> check anyway. the accuracy on yeah. Pete and Pete. But uh, yeah, I like I like that little bit, and uh, uh, yeah. and I like the way that that actually did end up tying in sort of with the main story because that's how they bagged the bear too. It yeah, was Artie's I, attempt to cure Clark. <laughs> right. I loved. I loved that. I couldn't remember how what happened, but yeah, when it, like as soon as as soon as they like Pete or already knew what he had to do, I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna be the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I must bump you again, Clark. It's the only way. Because <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, the the way he t- uh, talks to Clark at the end too, it's like, yes, it's me, Artie, the strongest man in the world. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I love that. I loved, I loved the creepy little girl, too. <laughs> yeah, I liked her, too. Like, all, like she's, yeah. like, really positive, but also really, like, yeah. Really creepy. Yeah, evil. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, when the, when Mr. Bear first shows up, she's like, what a silly bear, Mommy, I love him. And then as soon as the whole premise is to hit the bear, I can smell his fear, Mommy. It smells like bacon. <laughs> I had that written down, too. Like, and the mom is always encouraging her to do yeah, all this stuff. Like, we're going to see you on the wanted papers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids, they don't know any better. <laughs> but, uh, 
but you already mentioned Endless Mike a little bit. He actually has a fairly small role in this one. He like, does. He's well, they cor- don't even really explain him. They just yeah. say it's Endless Mike, and and Pete is like going full force to make sure that he's not. He's the one that doesn't find out that he's the Range Boy. Yeah. Like and you got wondered too occasionally, like whether they these were aired in the order or uh, that they produced them or whether they just kind of put them in. Because the yeah. next episode on here that we watch, uh, Tool and Die, uh, he is a big part of it. Right. And they do explain mm-hmm. him a little bit more. But. Yeah. But of course, I, um, at the same time, Stu, who is actually, like, yeah. he's my favorite, favorite part of the movie, or the episode. Yeah. He, um, he's there because Sally has left him. Right. For Maybe s- again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know. Like, but usually, like, aside from that one episode where they get back together, it's kind of a given that Stu is single and depressed and uh, not over Sally. It's yeah. kind of like Pete and Ellen, how, except for the I episodes where they get so. together, they're not together. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. I, yeah. But I like yeah. how this episode, like, it, Stu is obviously still, like, kind of, kind of this crazy, depressed weirdo, mm-hmm. but he's also, like, like, they, the episode puts him in a positive light, where, like, he's a well-meaning guy. Yeah. Because, like, most of the people, when they had the opportunity to hit the bear with golf balls, are like, yeah, why not? Right. But, like, Stu and Artie are the only ones who didn't, or right. didn't have any interest in doing that. All Stu cared about was making the perfect shot, because he knew that that was going to help him. Yeah. Like, it would It would help. Long. Uh, he said something about, yeah, like the twisted flaming wreck of his life. And now yeah. he has to put it back by getting a, having yeah. a really good uh, swing. Um, I did, um, like, going back to Endless Mike, mm-hmm. um, when his dad, or Pete's dad, comes over to ask him if he's, like, gonna join the long ball contest. He tells his dad, he's like, yeah, I visualize Pete's head as the ball. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and he's, like, look, not looking anywhere, and he, like, like smacks it as far as it can go. Uh-huh. And all his dad's reaction is to go yeah. up and say, yeah, by the way, speaking of Pete, he's, little, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's totally like, oblivious. Doesn't understand. Right. I think it's interesting that this episode had kind of, like, two different themes in a way. Like, part of it was just, you know, like, oh, well, the relatable kid thing of degrading summer jobs. But then yeah. part of it was also about, like, mankind and our insecurity and our dominion over animals and stuff. Like, oh, that whole yeah. speech at the end where he says, you know, the afternoon we closed the range down for the season. Dad tried to explain why everyone had gone so berserk for bear blood, but he had no real answers. My theory is that whether they're hitting golf balls or shooting bullets, humans have this need to keep reminding themselves that they're the all-time king of the jungle. comes from being insecure, I think. And and then, yeah, as far as the idea of golfers seeking some kind of dream of perfection, only Stu Benedict deserves something that beautiful. Until there were more people like Stu and Artie in this world, bears and range boys would just have to keep an eye out for each other. It's like kind of like a deep sentiment to come at the end of this like silly episode about Pete as a bear and a range boy. To be like our own yeah, need for violence and putting ourselves up there is like holding us back and better people yeah. can refrain from that. Yeah, I that's that's one of the things I love about Pete and Pete is how <laughs> deep they can get with their themes and still make it essentially a kid show. Yeah. You know? 
So some other little things I liked in this one. Uh, uh, I did you notice Artie using a? Well, he used a bunch of different yeah, things. Yeah. Well, did you you used, saw his bag? It was yeah. like full of like the ho- the hockey stick. Hockey the, stick was the first one. Um. Which made immediately made me think of Happy Gilmore, uh, which yes. didn't come out for like two or three more years and after this episode aired. Yeah. So I I don't know. I can't say that this episode inspired Happy Gilmore, but. Can't say um, it didn't inspire Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and the the pipe. Yeah, Artie loves pipes. Uh, he had a <laughs> pipe he used there. He used the pipe as the instrument in Day of the Dot. Early, in this episode, he referred to his swing as pipe. And, and then unpipe. Unpipe when he hit Clark. Yeah. Artie, that's just something else we're learning about Artie. He, yeah, he, he loves, loves funk music, he loves pipes. <laughs> like, this is... Artie is a great character. Yeah, and he's he's consistent. Like, he keeps growing. Like, you learn more yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. That is a thing about him. That's not just some random joke they wrote. <laughs> that's now part of his characterization. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I liked... Uh, is, I tried to look it up. I guess it was Frank Gifford, right? Yes. Uh, who... Yeah, had his, his his golf club where the bottom part of it or like that. was the golfer. Yeah, it was it was him with another club. Yeah. So it's like it's like a club handle down to another him with another club, and then like the bottom of that is what actually hits it. Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. No. <laughs> but it's, no. It's just a cool, bizarre. Yeah, and prop. it's even like it's not even a, a full size golf ball that he's hitting with that one. It's it's a tiny, like yeah miniature golf ball yeah strange guy and i like that he has that but he's very serious about golfing like he's sort of offended at the idea of someone being in a bear suit in the range boy thing but he's got the most ridiculous golf club in the world yeah 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 that's about all i had i think on uh range boy yeah i think so um i so range boy is the one you range boy is the one i remember i don't remember tool and die yeah yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember Tool and Die either. Like, yeah. I, at least I don't remember watching it when it aired. Like, Range Boy, I saw all the time. Like oh, that. Yeah, yeah that, that's an episode that's that was why. on just frequently. See, yeah, yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't tell if I remembered Range Boy because I remembered the episode, or if I, if I remembered Range Boy because of Happy Gilmore. Because <laughs> I think there's a driving range scene in Happy Gilmore with a, a, ball collector. Oh, yeah, maybe. It's been a while since I watched Happy Gilmore, too. So, anyway. <laughs> okay, so on to yeah. Tool and Die? Yeah. All right, so uh, I like the idea of an episode in shop class because that's a weird thing about, or, like, like I never took shop class, so oh. I, don't, I don't really have as much we, of a camera reference. We had taught a shop. Um, I took, like, a little bit of it in... Mm-hmm. Or like a, a, we have mini courses, so like our first nine weeks, or like every nine weeks we'd switch courses, and so for nine weeks I took shop. Nice. And yeah, so I mean, I I understood, or I could identify with a lot of that stuff with like the high schoolers uh, that are just in the shop all the time, like yeah. endless Mike and yeah. and the other high school lifers. And um, was that what you called them to? No, I never uh, like no. it's just funny to me the idea of 
a high school lifer. Yeah, they we we <laughs> didn't have any high school lifers, yeah. but we definitely had those kids that didn't care enough about the other classes that their core classes that they yeah. just hung out in the shop. Okay. Um, yeah. So and then all of the tools. I mean, granted, like. I had most of those tools at my house because my dad yeah. has tools. But, yeah, there in the shop, it was just like, yeah, there's that stigma. All of the tools are scary, and you can kill yourself <laughs> yeah. with them or lose an arm. And, it's kind of a crazy thing if yeah. you think about that. You're know, like, all right, yeah, we'll just let a bunch of kids in public yeah. school or whatever <laughs> go right. for it. Right, But... Yeah, like like Pete says, uh, anything with two hundred forty eight teeth should not be allowed in a school, <laughs> and uh, and like all the tools in the episode have like dangerous names and stuff, or a lot of them like Gash Master. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just sounds terrible. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting thing to have shop as a central part of the story, but then have Pete be like kind of scared and uncomfortable with it. Since, like, that's yeah. normally such a, like, masculine trope, kind of. Like, right. Like, you're gonna build your own stuff and, like, work with wood and all that. Like, yeah. you know, your Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman <laughs> right. thing where yeah. real men will build their stuff and, like, Pete doesn't get it. He doesn't get, like, why you'd spend all this time potentially, like, killing yourself <laughs> to make a spice rack. Right. But, but like, the episode's also about how, like, it's rewarding when you can make something that you're proud of even if it is something simple like that be like I, I made that thing and i'm happy with it right so endless mike is a bigger, bigger right part of this i one. love i love the introduction of endless mike in this one um where he had bill in the he had the vice in the vice <laughs> i love how pete is so like nonchalant about it too and he just goes up he uh just says mike please don't put his head in a vice yeah <laughs> yeah it's like, what are you, his dad? As a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> and then it's like, oh. He lets him go. Like, yeah. Yeah, Mike doesn't seem too bright sometimes. <laughs> I know, I know. But he is the perfect kid for the shop. He is that masculine, like, that. Right, but is he, you know? Because, like, he, they make a big deal about how he wants to, like, run everything. He has this whole speech, like, you mm-hmm. need this, you come to me. You need, like, protective eyewear, you need... tools that you come to me but then like when you find out at the end that the special project is for the kids who are kind of useless failures true like (laughs) you know i thought about that too but yeah that's true it is all of the 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 lifers that Mm -hmm. are on that special project team because when you see the shots of him of pete on the team then you see all of those people, all the kids that they introduced when they were talking about that. So that's true. That could be. And I think and it's something that he doesn't understand he was in because he screwed up. And he, like, he thinks of it as, as like, like, a like, part of pride. Right, like, I get to work on the special project. Yeah. But, yeah, like, really, it's probably because Slurm didn't see any potential in him and figured, well, Aww, this kid's going to j- just screw around, so I might as well have him build me stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. That was my interpretation, that's, but it's kind of weird. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good interpretation. Because, um, yeah, I think Endless Mike is kind of dumb enough to to think, oh, yeah, this is, like, a great honor. And, and I, like, it's his way of, of like, being 
and having a position s- of power. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That the special project stuff was pretty good. I thought. Right. I I thought they played that out well. Where yeah, it is like the secretive thing, and like like Ellen's really she gets obsessive because she wants to work on it kind mm-hmm. of, and like I like that that's playing on Ellen's history as a character. Yeah, and uh, like we've already seen that happen a couple times mm-hmm. with Day of the Dot, where she's obsessed with being the dot, and also yeah. like even with Mister Tasty, where she gets really obsessed with tracking him down. Right. It's like very, very into yeah, it. It's a very Ellen thing to get as into shop as she did yeah you know yeah i think so yeah i, I like how casually the show takes on the idea like it might be a bomb yeah <laughs> Cause, yeah because something tells me that after columbine that would not have been a line on the show or they wouldn't have talked openly about that possibility but but then like some of it like the cryogenic freezer it starts to make sense once you realize it's an air conditioner and they probably just had like there are certain parts or certain elements of that where they're like, huh, I wonder what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Or like if they knew that was to keep cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, Maybe it's a cryogenic freezer. Yeah. I, I like how he, he's a really tough teacher. He like even even Ellen's like first project where she nuts like welding all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's like okay, good job, B plus. Yeah. Like, and she's happy with that. Right. She seems to. Seems to be anyway, and uh, yeah, Pete's first project is hilariously half-assed. <laughs> I know it's just like it's a block of wood and like a candle, or was it candle? Yeah, it was like there was a somehow there was a screw in it, and then a candle just stuck on top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what gets him in the special project. It was kind of neat seeing like the one of the later sequences where he sneaks back in to find out what it is, and like yeah. they're kind of going like horror movie. Yeah. Type. Or, or, like, it's, you know, dark. It's kind of bluish. Mm-hmm. It felt a lot like Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was also airing on Nickelodeon at the same time. It's kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah. I, I liked Slurm more than I remembered. Or just as a character where he... he did he, Yeah. He figured, you know, like... He, obviously, these kids don't care, and they just want to see. I would give them an F based on effort. So right. I might as well... Like, if they want to see, and I just want stuff... <laughs> and, yeah. I might as well put them to work on that. Give them it's what like, they want, get what I want, and it'll be better for us both. Realistic portrayal of, of <laughs> like a yeah a teacher frustrated te- yeah, and and also the way they turn around like his character, I guess where early you assume like he lost his hand because of some horrible shop accident, and he's right. just obsessed with shop and. But really, it's that he lost his hand when he was too young to really understand anything. And then, like, as he got older, he wished he could create things. So it's all about, like, being able to create something with your hands and him having that taken from him and wanting to help other people do it and have them do that for him. It's very, like, yeah. It's a pretty much deeper reason. Yeah, it's a good character. Or it's a pretty pretty complex character to bring in like or like explain that way like towards the end of a kid's episode but yeah it was good yeah like uh like the end with the spice yeah. rack bringing that back but turning around and being less cynical about it we had little pete's little subplot about uh being an insurance salesman yeah which, I, which doesn't really tie into anything in the episode well, he I mean, became an insurance salesman because, because Pete was in shop. Right. And he thought for sure something would happen. Yeah. You know. But, like, really, it was that they're like, well, is the Adventures of Pete and Pete. 
Right. We should have Pete in the episode somehow. So. Which kind of made me, like, any time there's a small, uh, like, a, a less of a role for little Pete, I get a little disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Those little Pete stories are usually the most fun. Yeah. Yeah. And no Artie at all. I know. So, I think this is the first episode. Without Artie. Yeah, this was yeah. the first first official series episode without Artie. Yeah. There were a couple specials without him, I think. Mm-hmm. Or one. Yeah. St. Valentine's Massacre, I don't think, had Artie. Or maybe it did. I bet it did. I think it did. Yeah, not a lot of Artie, though, in this one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, otherwise I... I oh, oh, I thought it was kind of... I think with the Little Pete thing, part of it was uh, like, well, it was kind of funny in that short we did, Route 34, when we had... Pete have a summer job as a stockbroker to put him in a little suit. Let's just put yeah. put Danny Tamborelli in another suit. <laughs> That'll it'll work. Yeah. Worked once. Why yeah. not? I was disappointed that there were no little Pete isms. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't, have, I didn't have any myself. Yeah. Like he like, these were both definitely big Pete episodes. Mm-hmm. Little Pete had moments here and there but very heavy on the uh, big Pete yeah. stuff. And I think Looking at the next couple, the next episode's Big Pete heavy, too. But after that, it's like... The one after that is like a kind of a competition between the Petes. That's, yeah. That's a really good episode. Good. But uh, I don't know. I, I had a few little notes here and there, but not a lot for mm-hmm. the rest of uh, Tool and Die. There was... Uh, like, Bill and, Bill and Teddy actually are called by name in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still not... They weren't listed by name in the credits, but they yeah. did have names. You know, they're getting kind of creative with some of the technical stuff with, like, like the superimposing stuff on, too. Like, when Pete found out he was assigned to the special project and they have, like, the mm-hmm. faces in the corner, and Pete's actually looking at them in the frame. Yeah. So they're, like, shooting it yeah. knowing they're going to superimpose all these things over. That's cool. And, uh, yeah. I noticed that, too. Yeah, Pete, when he's uh, working on his spice rack and, like, in the different parts of the shop at once where, yeah, they're playing around with, again, just, like, layering images mm-hmm. and stuff. So, that's kind of cool. neat. They're getting more adventurous. Yeah, a little bit. It's probably about all I had on that one. So, yeah. pretty good episodes. Yeah. Uh, not as a little Pete heavy, but but definitely with, their, with some strengths. Yes, they did. Uh, and we're getting towards the end of the first season. I know. Almost done with Pete and Pete. Uh, next yes. next week we'll have Don't Tread on Pete, and uh, it was when Pete's collide, right? Yes. And after that, there's just one episode. So next week will be two, and then f- the week after that we'll do the last episode and maybe talk a little bit... About the season. Yeah, about the season mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's about it. All right. See you next week. Catch you next week.